0: going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Soapstone. My name is Jake, and I'm joined by my co-host, as
1: always, Dave. How's it going, right Dave? I got the zoomies. You got the zoomies? I've been booking around between opposite ends of the apartment at mm,
0: frantic speed. Um, it's just me and you, and Zabumafu.
1: Come along, let's see what's new mm, let And what's actually Do- waiting for you?
0: Yeah. yeah, I was gonna um, go through the rest of the course, but that was smart to cut to the end. That's way better for pacing.
1: I, I didn't remember any of the <laughs> the other pieces. Uh, weirdly uh, enough, when I was driving home from PT, uh, I had Pendulum in, and this okay. is the Hold Your Color album. Yes, right. Me so as, I, to say, as I you said, this like, whole whole context of. <laughs> uh, but I was listening to, I don't remember the name of the song. Mm-hmm. But they use, like, the sample from uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, and okay. when they go on the boat, yeah, there is no earthly way of knowing oh, which yeah, yeah. direction no, we good. are going. And I was like, like, I remember a surprising amount of lyrics from this one thing, and I'm like, oh, i uh-huh. to hear this song a million times.
0: It was also a pretty disturbing scene. I mean, like, that's kind of the nature of older films, it seems like. There's like, they would have something that was vaguely PG, like, all throughout, and then just throw in, like, one mind F scene where it's like, why is this there? Because I don't know if you can remember that scene specifically, but while they're on the boat, it's like flashing images of gore and stuff.
1: Um, I don't remember that part. I know it is very, like, yes, um, chromatically trippy. There's like, Maybe images. I just thought it was like beams of light. Yeah, there is a... So,
0: if it wasn't actual gore, then my brain, uh, my brain generated it. But there's articles online. I'm looking at one right now where it's just like, yeah, traumatized a generation of kids. I don't know exactly what they did, but there was some messed up stuff there. And this is um, why
1: the Johnny Depp version can never compare
0: yeah oh so so one of the scenes here um was millipedes crawling over a person's face so yeah i didn't want to see that <laughs> <laughs> um definitely not a light-hearted candy candy show but
1: no it's tough
0: it's it's tough i was gonna joke though you obviously got arrested because how could you possibly do the speed limit listening to
1: pendulum funnily enough the few times I have ever really sped uh, one was Mm -hmm. listening to Tarantula by Pendulum specifically off the Mm -hmm. same album but I just like it was like late night driving back and then like you got the vibes going the drum and bass and you're like oh I'm speeding it's 80 uh huh in a 55 I know I know friend of the show and guest Justin's like cool that's cute Mm mm-hmm
0: the rookie number, he's got to pump those up. <laughs> yeah, but glad you survived the trip back. And hopefully, uh, we can, we can work through the zoomies there in this episode. You know, it's usually a very active podcast. All oh, it's, over it's, the place. it's gone,
1: it's already gone.
0: Oh, okay, okay, we're good. Good because that was a lie. We mostly
1: just sit here. Um, that's fair. I always sit here. I tell people I do other things, but I really just am constantly in this chair. Mm-hmm. To be fair, you really don't ever see me out of it, and most of you don't even see me. So how would you know? True.
0: We don't have the the video format of the podcast up yet. Yep. Um, we're we're waiting for our uh, angel investor <laughs> to come
1: along and provide the funds. <laughs> you provide the funds, we'll provide the fun. Okay. And I can't it's do birthday work us. anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, for some reason, no one's no one's picked up. No one's <laughs> with booking me for line.
1: children's parties. Mm-hmm.
0: Man, it's got to be weird to be in a career where you get booked for children's parties. Like uh, traditionally, I would think of clowns, yes. but I can think of nothing I would want to keep away from children. Well, there's like more a, than a clown. Probably
1: somebody who will dress up as a character. Yeah. Like, oh my God, Spider Man came to your birthday. Spider Man's fair. Yeah, I could Something see like Spider Man. Um yeah. maybe you have a magician. To be fair, like that's gonna wow the shit out of kids. If I can't figure mm-hmm. it out as an adult, what do you think it does to a kid's mind? They're like, what? That's crazy. Yeah. A magician would be good. I guess I I guess I could focus to a particular bias
0: against clowns, actually. I feel like that part everyone shares understand. that bias.
1: Yeah. They're weird and creepy.
0: I think it's just it's the meta distrust of someone who would want to be a clown, right? That's in its own way a little bit more disconcerting than the actual act of putting on face makeup and all that stuff and looking like a clown. Like, there's a human behind that. Those cold, dead eyes. Yes. That rotund nose, right? Like, somehow.
1: Yeah, I don't know. It's just something about that uncanny valley where it got to be creepy. I'm not sure exactly when it set in. I feel Mm -hmm. like maybe... Before or around John Wayne Gacy? I was going to say John Wayne Gacy. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Mm I was going to say the same thing. ruined it for all the clowns.
0: Really did just just mess up that entire career. (laughs) It's like, kill a couple kids, eh, it's fine, whatever. All clowns have. But once it's like 18 people or however many victims he had, that's the entire career down the drain. There's nothing
1: left. Do you remember, and I know we talked about this again at some point way back, I feel like it was like 2016. There was just a bunch mm. of whole like clowns being creepy and showing up places for like a like several months across the United States. This was like a thing. Oh my gosh! I
0: probably b- blocked this from my head because it sounds it sounds it sounds troublesome.
1: It was weird, but it it happened and it was like very awkward and like tense for like a couple months, and then it just disappeared. Hmm. Well, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't recall exactly, but
0: I'm I I want no part of a clown flash mob. <laughs> Dude,
1: I would lose my shit if that happened. Would be legitimately uh-huh. scared. Yeah. Like I know. I know we talked about this on Discord a little bit, but now that Chucky's being added to Dead by Daylight, growing right. up, that was like my primal fear. A small uh-huh. doll coming to life and stabbing you and stuff I'm like not about it. No, thank you. And again, it's around my height and can like get mm-hmm. behind furniture and stuff. No, 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 thank yeah. you. But now, I could probably like watch like a clip of something and be like, oh, that's kind of like a dumb, silly joke thing. Right. Whereas you can do anything. We were the clown. I'll be like, pass, pass on that. Uh-huh. It's just very unsettling. They really just didn't they didn't break through
0: into the like acceptable territory of mimes, right? Mimes seem like artists. Clowns seem like perverts. <laughs> yeah. That's basically what I see. Yeah.
1: It's because mimes are French. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that Which a, actually maybe, um
0: <laughs> maybe I'm giving the French too much credit. I don't know. Definitely <laughs> I'm giving the French too much
1: credit. Yeah. But like when I've seen short little videos online, like YouTube or Reddit um, with mimes, like they're usually doing. I mean, obviously, like the all oh, in a box, or they're doing mm-hmm. like some lighthearted comedy type thing for like a crowd. Right. Like I saw one where like a a guy was like trying to take a picture of something at like a sea park, and he had his phone out, and then the the clown took his phone, and then was walking away, and then mm-hmm. was kind of like dangling it over the water and accidentally dropped it in, but it it was a different phone. It wasn't the guy's phone. He had like a a fake one. Yeah, I
0: was going to. Was that a mime or a clown? It was a mime. Okay, a mime. Gotcha, gotcha. So if it was a clown, like that's just. The clown's going to get beat up immediately, right? There's a certain level of inherent trust we would have with a mime, right? Like a mime's going to mess with me, but they're not going to harm my person, my property. It's part of the implicit agreement. You see a clown, and it's like, that's statistically a serial killer. So. Yeah, it's just. It's not a good look no it's rough hard to make it back um so I'm, i never talk about work for the the podcast but i'm going to briefly because it related a little bit to games this week i had a um we had a code names uh tournament with like brackets and everything people had their teams they were playing against each other um i don't know have you ever played code
1: names are you familiar with the game it sounds familiar i know i've played it before but for my sake and for the audience could you remind us
0: <laughs> yeah if you if you did know i was just not going to provide <laughs> any <laughs> clarification for the oh, audience cool. this is a it moves song <laughs> that's a better way to do it the gist of it the really short is there's uh two teams and red and blue teams and uh one person is going to try to give clues about the um words that are on the board and their team has to use those clues to select the words and usually it's by association so if you saw like um tunnel and uh uh say car or something like that uh, your clue might be like road two and you're like okay two things that are related to to roads mm-hmm. are probably what we're looking for right that's the game it's pretty cool you know you can play it online it's actually absolutely free um which i'm a big fan of but i got uh pinged on the side they're like hey do you want to be our our esports commentator for the grand finals um which is probably because I suggested there should be an eSports commentator for the grand finals. I didn't know I was volunteering at that, but um, I was like, yeah, absolutely, let's go. I've had a podcast. I can do this. And it was a fun time. It was enjoyable. Um, so for everybody out there who needs to spice up their work life, force somebody to just do all of the work for Code Name Brackets. <laughs> Um, we didn't have it was just single elimination so we didn't have a loser's bracket but that's the way you could do it even better <laughs> and we it was best of one all the way to the grand finals we should have had best of three for grand finals
1: yeah you definitely should I'm sure it was mm-hmm. best of one for most of it just for time's sake yes it was to get
0: it all every game done in half an hour like at most um, but I mean what are you going to do work so
1: that was pretty good do you want to work? No, no,
0: no. Then play this game. <laughs> uh-huh. All right. <laughs> We're doing team building for four hours today. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. And it was entirely obvious. Have you often. guys heard Nobody... of Among Us? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Find out the person that's not actually completing their work items. Oh, my God. I've made a lot of progress today. I haven't updated the pull request. It's him. He. I saw him vent. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh huh. Oh, man other people just, just they vanish throughout the work day and so their items aren't, are not completed <laughs> <laughs> you're killing them off uh, they said they had to go yeah. to lunch why Why did they tell you that uh huh I'd like to call a meeting <laughs> an emergency meeting is it about like our, our work the stuff we're getting done no I think someone's killing you guys
1: actually <laughs> Tom I told you my calendar's blocked off between these hours uh huh This is dedicated meat.
0: But it is not for everybody, and you got to have it's got to be opt in because I completely get people not opting into workplace. Work play. um, Work play, yeah. Work play obligations, right? Yeah.
1: Um, But it can be fun. It can be with the right people, but it definitely isn't like it's innately an awkward setting. Yes. Because it's like, Mm -hmm. hey, my professionalism is being thrown out the window temporarily. Uh, how many swear words am I allowed to say? Um, yes. In the same thing. And
0: for like the legacy culture at the company we work or I I worked for, or I work for the, um, that wouldn't have been a big deal. Swearing was not a big deal, but now it's like, that would be very weird. (laughs) People just pop off (laughs) with vulgarity or something like that. Um, I'm mean, just imagining it's, like, a first-person shooter because they have, like, browser-based first-person shooters and someone's just swearing up a storm. Every <laughs> time they die, they're just losing it. This cussing the out, rounds like, a uh, corner. Do you
1: guys even have sights on them? No. You're too busy picking your asshole. You're like, all right, dude,
0: chill. <laughs> D- D- DPS diff. Also, we should talk about that item <laughs> that's coming up. <laughs> yeah.
1: No, it's, it's pretty absurd. I, um... I will share a story because I specifically okay. will not tell anybody at work about this podcast. Um, right. Mm-hmm. I think uh, the man once asked like, Oh, you have a podcast, right? I'm like, yeah. He's like, Oh, what is it? I'm like, no, it's <laughs> just like, uh-huh. we're not doing that. Um, <laughs> it's a uh, New York times. <laughs> <laughs> we're doing pretty well. Um, uh huh. But I think, yeah, one year for Christmas, they're like, this is when COVID was more so in full swing. Because, you know, it's completely Mm -hmm. gone now. And they're like, hey, everybody, let's, you know, all go on, like, a major Zoom thing together. And we'll be on a call for two hours. Everyone has to have their cameras on. Everyone has to be present. You can go make yourself a drink if you want. Uh, I think I was still drinking, or I had alcohol in the house. And I was like, dear God, do I need some? And it was, like, Mm -hmm. the most generic middle-aged white people shit. Uh And it was all mandatory. Like, if you want to do that, and you want to have people opt in, I'm sure a lot of people would love to do it, and they would get enjoyment hmm. from it. Let them do it. But I don't know you people. I don't like you people. I'm there for work, right. and then our, our transaction's done. You're not the people mm-hmm. I socialize with, so it feels so weird and bad. It's also just pretty odd to have, like,
0: a single room like a single chat for something like that right because in one of these social situations you're probably going off you're mingling with different people you know catching up little side chats things like that Mm -hmm. but this is literally everyone is standing around exactly one table yes taking turns chatting like it's not you're gonna have like two people that want to talk nobody else needs to talk right and that's just it's such a crappy atmosphere yeah,
1: that's why I hate when there's like 20 people online on Discord. Like, there are times hmm. where, like, maybe it's a Friday night and it is just popping off and everyone's having a good time and it is kind of like everyone's a part of the same thing. Cool. Right. But if I'm coming in as the 11th person, I'm not assuming that that's what's going on. I'm like, ooh, it's, no, it's too much. Right. No, I'm there.
0: I'm there with you. Um, To a certain extent, if it's like a background noise thing and I'm doing something else, that's fine. But yeah, past the point, there's you're statistically less likely to be involved in whatever conversations happen, right? Just by the number of participants. So yeah, yeah, but that's okay. What about involvement in video games? I like being involved in video games. (laughs) Yeah. Next question. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> next question okay we'll see what else we've got here uh, who do you prefer to date no, I'm just kidding <laughs> the uh, so this topic as uh, predetermined uh, by the cards was about inertia in games trying to finish games and reasons maybe we don't do that um, both personally us And then also humanity as a whole what are those those weaknesses that god built into us that keep us from finishing jrpgs right so that's basically what i think we should uh what we should talk about again according to the cards so where do you want to jump in
1: um i think an easy contributor uh, can be when you're not really into a game like you're kind of semi-interested you're trying it out you're giving it a fair shake And maybe it just has, like, really poor writing. And you're like, Jesus Christ, um, this part's bad. Now, as much as I enjoyed playing Remnant 2 um, with you and Ian, I did not have the same deep love and depth to, like, go play as much solo. And Mm -hmm. I thought the writing of the game was dog shit. So, like, for me... I was doing it because it was a multiplayer thing, and I enjoyed the multiplayer aspect and doing all that together. But as a single-player mm-hmm. game, I do not think I would really... It would have taken me a lot longer. I might have even put it on hold for a bit. Yeah. Because I just kind of got I think that's out. fair. I think for me,
0: we each probably had a little bit different of a take there, right? Like, you were going for completion and playing with friends. Ian gets really involved in story and lore and stuff like that. And I get really involved in, like, mechanics. So I'm just like, I want to see certain things done. Um, I want to make... I want to accomplish something. And then then I'm good. Um, And that game, I agree. Just did not have the story to hold it. It did have interesting mechanics. And it had some cool world building. Like theming and stuff like that. But not a way to make it cohesive. So I'm with you. If we didn't have some group goal to push forward to finish that, I probably wouldn't have finished it solo um but i realize it's kind of weird to say right because i was also spending time on it on my own
1: yes so that might not be a good but example
0: for you specifically i think it could be though right because there have actually been games where i put a bunch of time into it and then i was like i'm not gonna finish this
1: which is crazy um, coming from jake because he'll sometimes pick up like what i've considered to be like steam dumpster diving And he's like, well, actually. And then he'll play it for 40 hours. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. My go to example for that was Graveyard Keeper, where it was an indie game that I put, I believe, over 40 hours into. And then once I finished it, I was like, negative review. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it seems absurd. And I know sometimes people do that as a joke, but sometimes you don't know how much your time was wasted until you're looking in the rearview mirror, right? right? um and that that can that can definitely be a problem i think for this list um in order for us to not complete a game you probably are looking ahead through the windshield and you see that this is something that you don't want to engage with right that's why something would get hard dropped um is there is there a game in particular you can think of picking up but not finishing that you want to single out for uh, a case study
1: um, that is usually uncommon for me but mm-hmm. I'm sure I have an example do you want me to take one while you look yeah if you have one in mind go ahead
0: yeah super, super brief Um, so Rockstar is a game development company and I can't finish their games not since like San Andreas have I been able to finish a Rockstar game and I think it's literally because there's so much crap in them And the part of my brain that is like, you must do side things, wins out over the part of my brain that's like, we must finish this. And then I just get exhausted doing side things, and I don't finish the game. Um, Like, Eric, uh, special guest Eric, um, called me out on this, specifically for Red Dead, Red Dead Redemption 2, because it's an amazing game. It's excellent. I freaking can't finish it. It's so long, and I get so distracted on everything. Uh, every little thing that I get tired of the game before I yeah. return to the main story.
1: I feel that for a lot of open world things, where you just like, oh. one thing I really liked about uh, duh, 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 duh. Far Cry Blood Dragon, okay, is it was a relative. It was still open world, but it was relatively small compared to other open worlds, mm-hmm. so it didn't feel like it was using my time for a whole bunch of repetitive stuff They're like hey here's kind of yeah. like the over under of what it is and we're not going to pad it out too much have fun with this aesthetic, I'm like okay I did it's a good time I'll mm-hmm. uh, probably need to play it again on stream sometime yeah that's a, that's such an excellent
0: example I, I like that you picked that because you're right this is the this is the antithesis of the Red Dead game right Red Dead or GTA or whatever hey Nico let's go bowling It's all just a ton of side activities that tons of effort development time has gone into. They want you to spend hours playing poker, all of this crap. Blood Dragon is a small island, right? Like, it's technically an open world game just because there's not really loading screens. But you could just run across the entire thing. And there was almost no collectibles. And the main attraction was always just the story. I freaking loved it because it was an open world game in being open and allowing you to like decide how you want to attack or whatever. But it was pretty much a linear game by the amount of content that it provided. And that was great. It's concise.
1: Yeah. It doesn't need to have all this extra stuff. It is nice when it exists and you want to have it like Elden Ring, pretty much open world. Um, but like for me, I was very much in it and I had enough time to kind of go through and sift through all this stuff. Right. So it was mm-hmm. fun. Um, whereas something like Horizon Zero Dawn, I enjoyed it enough to play it, but I didn't have the drive to go through and complete everything. There came a right. point mm-hmm. kind of earlier rather than later where I was kind of starting to get burnt out or like a little checked out on it. I'm like, well, I want to beat the game. Um. Actually, that's one I never actually beat. Not realizing. Yeah.
0: Mm hmm.
1: I think I didn't do like the last two missions. That's very close. That's that's kinda sad, but I ended up watching it on YouTube it. or something, because I think we were gonna have an episode yeah. on it. Um, yeah, I just I was just done with it. I just wasn't feeling like it anymore. It doesn't yeah. feel good to like push yourself past it if you're not actively enjoying it. Right. Cause I mean
0: all of these games, they're not just the here in a vacuum, right? Where we enter a game abyss and it's like time has stopped until you finish Horizon Zero Dawn. Like you're going to be competing with other games that come out, games that your friends want to play, other things uh, theoretically. This is theoretical. I wouldn't claim to know that this actually exists, but something outside of computer space, right? Let's um, try and wrap my head around that one. Yeah, that one, it's theoretical. Right, I think it'll be disproven, but it's theoretical. Um, and you're constantly evaluating this, right? While you're playing the game, is this something that I want to keep spending time on, or could I just go back to like Starcraft and do co-op? Right? It's tough. It's a, it's a tough comparison. What's funny about Horizon, though, is I think I, I I actually agree with the people who get tired of Horizon. It kind of plays itself out well before the end, as far as like gameplay mechanics are concerned. But the story was super engaging for me, particularly like some of the DLC stuff, um, and that was the the jet fuel basically to get me to finish the story. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what's absent for some of these other games, right? Like Remnant, we got to the ending of the game, and it's like, I'm glad that it's done, <laughs> right? That's not <laughs> that's not a resounding. Appreciation for the game. What's your favorite small orange-like fruit? It's not, i mean, an orange, obviously.
1: Clementine. That's not the
0: that's... clementine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's... Unless, unless you've literally played the game, it's completely meaningless reference. But, but if you is, did
1: it play it, great. you probably won't appreciate it either. It's fine. Um. Yeah. You might have forgotten just
0: because that's how forgettable <laughs> that, that game kind of is. But. But yeah it's it's not something that's you know as cut and dry as I wanted to finish this game so I finished this game right like and sometimes the quality of the game isn't a big factor I think time can be a big one
1: especially like, if I you had... know it's long and you're gonna you want to block out something because yep. it feels weird perfect example being like Baldur's Gate 3 I don't think there ever mm-hmm. there, nobody in existence ever been like I only have an hour I'm gonna do some Baldur's Gate 3 It's like, no, 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 I have four hours. I'm going to do a session. Like, you Mm. get into it because it's such a a big world. You want to be immersed uh, as you're doing it. You can't do that and like, you can't just, like, dip yourself and then run off to your meeting or an appointment. Right, exactly. Yeah, it's,
0: that's a good example. And, like, if a game requires that, it can be harder to get back into, which I think is part of the issue with, like, RPGs or something like that. Um where you're like, okay, I just loaded back into the town. I know that there's 20 things to do. I can't remember exactly what I was last working on. It would be a lot easier if I just queued up for another game of insert competitive game here or something like that, right? So the path of least resistance um, can sometimes lead to game abandonment as well for sure.
1: Yeah. Like I started playing some more Talos 2 last night and I was like, ah, Mm -hmm. yes, puzzling. And then I get an invite to play Dota 2, and I'm like, I should be social, though. And then I just... Uh-huh. I mean, I do come back to Talos. Um, yes. But if somebody is saying, hey, do you want to do a social thing? Like, I would like to be social and play games with people. I can make mm-hmm. time for this later. Um, right. And in that example, Talos has the benefit of...
0: It's kind of got these, these segmented payoffs where you solve distinct puzzles, right? And so... If you finished a puzzle, you want to take a break, you could. If you are in the middle of a puzzle and you want to take a break, you could and then think about it, right? But there's an incentive to kind of come back and pursue it as well as all of the storytelling that's going on, which is very strong in those games.
1: Yeah. It is strong enough that I have actually slowed down on reading the logs. Um, Mm -hmm. Which is big. Which is big for Dave. It
0: must be said. I, 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 I know that you are in the um, the filthy guild
1: of text skippers. <laughs> so, <laughs> if you're paying attention to it, then it's good. Not all of them. Um, uh-huh. I am still skipping some, because I'm just like, it can go through, like, so, I'm not a fast reader, maybe you have some dialogue with an NPC or two, something else is going on, you read, like, three audio logs, sorry, three text logs, listen to an audio log, and you're like, okay, cool, that mm-hmm. was 25 minutes of non-puzzle, and I want a puzzle. Right. But I don't want to like exactly. miss that this is on the map, so I'm like go slap hand on thing and then go off to my puzzle. Yeah, I think I think that's entirely fair, and I'll I'll
0: I'll, I'll actually admit that I also joined that group. Um, particularly for really verbose RPGs. There was a time in my life where I could play Dragon Age Origins and be like, Man, this is another lore entry. I'm gonna read every single one of these. But I'm pretty much, my attention span is degraded to the point where I need, like, a tool tip with some sort of text coloring. <laughs> I'll be
1: like, okay, these are the important you know, things I was supposed to look at here, right? Thank you, Pyre, right? Even when we were playing Remnant, we'd, like, open and close the book. And then we'd come back to, like, do we actually have to read this for this puzzle? Okay, yeah, we do. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, it's not intuitive to see a book, at least for me. And I'd argue for you and some other people as well. When you see a book right. like that, and you're like, oh, it has multiple engi- multiple pages. Oh, listen, guy, uh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I feel like,
0: like Bethesda games are the best example of that, where the writing tends to... It, occasionally, it's important to what you're doing, but it's so very infrequent that unless you're in the mood to literally read a book, in which case, why are you playing a video game? There are people who specialize in writing books, And those are better right like um why are you spending all your time in the game reading the lusty argonian maid? that's a joke question obviously we all know the answer to that one but like there's a bunch of other crap there that is so skippable literally my go-to now for this type of game is open the book close the book and if there was some sort of like quest thing just tab through the pages as quickly as possible to hit whatever trigger is necessary for
1: the game to think that I know what's going on. Um, Based on your reading of page 37, you know that so-and-so is looking for Cassandra at the town next door. Uh-huh. Like, I wouldn't say I read it. I looked at the pages. <laughs> right? like, I just there absorbed some, there knowledge. It is uh, easy for me. But no, I. That would be nice. It is hard when, like... You know, there's going to be a time sink and you want to get immersed for those larger games. That's part mm-hmm. of the reason why I've been avoiding Persona Five forever. Yeah, um, and probably will continue to do so.
0: That's. I was actually going to bring that game up if you didn't mention it for for being on this list yeah. because because they came out with Persona Five, uh, Royal, or Royale, I don't know, and that's the. That's the, the the best way to play the game. It has like the most content. It has extra stuff. They increased relationships with the characters, whatever. It's basically like the complete game, the game of the year edition everybody releases, right? But I put like 110 hours into the vanilla game for PlayStation, and I know that a lot of that content wouldn't be until later, the stuff that Royal would introduce. And I don't want to go through like 20 to 30 hours of stuff that I've already seen to get to the stuff that I haven't seen.
1: Yeah, it's, I don't know. I think there is, there are some people who can like experience something. They're like, wow, that was great. That was grand. I would like to do it again. Um, Yeah. But I follow the law of uh, diminishing returns. Once I've experienced Mm -hmm. something, it's never going to hit the same way again for me. For a lot of things. Right. Not everything. Um, mm-hmm. There's some things like morning dew on grass or mm-hmm. sex or good pizza. Like These are all things where it's Binding like, oh yeah, down for that It doesn't matter. Um, mm-hmm. But if it's like watching a movie, I'm like, oh, I watched that. It was good. The second time, you kind of know where it's going. The third time, you're like, oh yeah. It doesn't have mm-hmm. that same... There's not that sense of wonder and discovery. Yeah.
0: That's a good example cuz I'm 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 there 100% with you. I think there I think I could count on half of a hand the number of times that I've like been to a theater multiple times to see a movie. If it was something like a DVD or to age myself a little bit like a VHS. Yeah. Absolutely cuz it's what was available, but I've only
1: done that once, I think.
0: Yeah. When Watchmen. Do you remember came the out. movie?
1: You say watch, Watchmen or Watchsmith? Watchmen. Watchmen, yeah.
0: I mean, that, was, that one's. if you had to pick one, it's it's not a bad one to watch a couple
1: times. I knew nothing about it. It was very well done. It was long. But it was very cool. And it was also late high school. So it, yeah. it checked all the boxes for me. I was like, well, that was badass. And I had just mm-hmm. seen it with somebody. And so I was like, hey, we're going to group people to go see it. Do you want to go see it? I'm like, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. That really,
0: t- two points on that. I think that the that's a great movie to actually watch again. I, I would say like that one or another movie that has layers, that like normally something that has time travel or something involved, it's got like a little bit more you can glean from it if you watch multiple times. um, Or like traitor characters or something like, like that. You can look for more information. um. But that was also, the other thing I was going to say was that one – Really was so far ahead of the game in years as far as this like superhero arc that pop culture went through, because we like everybody was all on board for Marvel and all of that stuff, and he had Endgame and Infinity War and all that stuff, and then they're like, we're tired of superheroes, bring in the anti-heroes with the boys and everything like that, and it's literally just coming back to Watchmen, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's so so far ahead of the game. Yeah, it was good. That has nothing to do
1: with our topic, but But no, it's um it yeah, if something feels already kind of played out, um mm-hmm. it's definitely hard to go back into something like that. Um unless you maybe yeah. that is the incentive for I really did enjoy this, I need a reason to go back. Maybe the game does have DLC and that does it for you. Um, yeah, I will say it's a lot easier on something like a roguelike than it mm-hmm. is for a large RPG. But again, it really depends on your taste. Because I can say these very wide opinions about something, and then I can throw it out the window for something else that I'm personally attached to and get a lot of enjoyment right. from. It is weird how that works. I mean, it, it makes sense, though, because
0: roguelikes are optimized for reducing, literally reducing the inertia to start up a new playthrough, right? There's a couple roguelikes that have longer runs, but for the most part, they're shorter, and they're not going to put you through to reference, I guess, the meme, basically, like the Skyrim intro, where it's like, okay, nope, we're back on the cart, mm-hmm. right? Welcome to Skyrim. Um, and I I think that that one's not, it's not super long. I wouldn't say that I've like avoided playing Skyrim or starting new saves because the intro's kind of long, but it is pointless once you've done it literally once. And roguelikes forgo that entirely. It's like, no, our design is to keep you starting over. Right, um, makes it a lot easier to get into it and it's definitely like freaking impossible if you're look at, looking at replaying a JRPG and it's 20 hours of stuff you've already seen
1: to get to the new stuff yeah and I, as many save slots as they gave me in Final Fantasy 7 I never went back mm-hmm. and loaded a save I didn't have any like guilt about my decisions or anything like that um, mm-hmm. I think it was just in the off chance that I softlocked or a save got corrupted, but I did it. But it'd be so right. weird to go, like go back into something of like a, a different point in time and not having that context. Mm-hmm. I
0: think there was only one enemy I can remember that it really mattered to like go back. I think it was try if you're trying to get all of the. Uh, is it mimic manipulate something like that? There was some way you, you learned enemy skills. Maybe it was called enemy skill. Um. But there's an enemy that was bugged, so it would only you'd only ever encounter it once per save. Oh. <laughs> it was like in the final area. And I think it was like pretty far away from the last save point. I think it was like a zombie dragon or something like that. But yeah, there was literally a bug in the code. So you would only ever have a random encounter with it once, and then it would just like
1: take itself out of the eligible pool. <laughs> it was didn't, old game code. Didn't Pokemon do that with Mewtwo as well? Or sorry, not Mewtwo, but like the legendary birds. It's like you can get one know. bird, and then the nest rest will never show. Okay. Yeah, that's pretty brutal. Well, what's a, a game for you that maybe it's not an issue of going back to complete it, but it's an issue wanting to start it?
0: Hmm. I have a list. Gotcha. If you wanting to start it in
1: the,
0: <laughs> Yeah, wanting to start in the first place. So you're you're talking a game that like I have interest in playing, but I haven't started. Yes. Okay. Yeah, you can go first. I'll think. About oh no, it. these are this is the list for you. Oh, the list for me. Gotcha. All right. Yeah. Well, well you can do armchair psychologist. I'll I'll try to justify my actions or lack thereof.
1: All right. Uh, the new Paper Mario. That's fair. <laughs> I think honestly,
0: this is kind of the 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 problem with playing games is it's kind of like a first in, first out priority for me not an actual queue right for people who haven't studied computer science data structures what that means is in a queue the first person in the line is the first person that gets served right and at the point you join in the line no one behind you is going to be served before you Um, but this is kind of closer to a stack where it's like oh man a super cool video game just came out and I'm excited to play it right now So I'm just going to add that to the top of the list and that will immediately be served, Mm -hmm. right? And that really is the reason some of these fall back, right? Like, I never finished Yakuza, um, Like a Dragon, either. I was having fun with it. But I didn't even start Paper Mario.
1: (laughs) But I do think that is a valid thing. Because, like, I still want to play more Ghost Runner 2. But then Mm -hmm. Talos 2 came out. And I got Ghost Runner 2 kind of late. I was like, puzzles, yay! Uh, and I just mm-hmm. haven't been back to Ghost Runner quite yet. Yeah,
0: that one, I think that one, I think will be done. I have hope for that. I have less hope for the the games Dave has loaned me, <laughs> so to get to them. But yeah, it's all, it's pretty much a joke at this point. It's like it's on the list, right? Like that's what you say about a game that you're never going to play. Like, you'll age out. Before the
1: game sees playtime, um, I like "age out" as a term for dying. Uh-huh. Just got yeah. too old. <laughs> there was a number of overflow. Yeah. We we had to shut him down. Uh huh. Right. <laughs> he's, he's too powerful. Um, I know I started but Killer that... Seven. I had heard good mm. things about it. Like, oh, it's pretty cheap on Steam. It's discounted. It's like five bucks or something. Like, oh yeah, definitely check this out. I got like 20 minutes in. Uh, It's more like two minutes in. I spent 18 minutes trying to do the first thing. Um, Uh I don't know if it's map controls. I don't know if it's just the game itself. But I was not sure what to do, what they wanted me to do, how to do it. Mm -hmm. And it comes to the point of like, hey, the barrier to entry is you might need to look something up outside of the game. You might need to remap controls or fix your controller. And I'm like, I don't care that much like it's not been not like everyone's like you have to play this is people like it's good you should check it out so like for me like having that issue really really bars entry i haven't gone back to dark souls because there's a screen resolution issue that's been present for like two years and i look at it once a year i spend two hours i'm very frustrated and then i don't look into it anymore yeah that's very I, I think
0: you isolated two there that I think are, are are pretty good to talk about like the first one is is gameplay as barrier to entry where it just does not click and if you don't have a hook and the game starts confusing you or something like that there's zero reason to continue. There are all these other games we want to play and this isn't our day job, right so. I mean, maybe you give an anime three episodes, you give a game, you know, 20 minutes or something if you're generous. And if it's not paying off, then you got to back out. Um, I've definitely also used gameplay as like a barrier to entry for some things that are on the list, right? Like I bought Dragon Quest, I think, 10 Ultimate Edition or whatever the crap when it was on sale because I was like, if they made 10 of these, it's got to be a good game. (laughs) But no, I mean, like, uh, actually. Dragon Quest had pretty good reviews and it's like, it's a good classic RPG and all this stuff, but I don't want to learn another RPG system. <laughs> <laughs> like, so I, I legitimately haven't launched it. Yeah. Or like dead by daylight. Right. I've watched an absurd amount of content for that game by comparison. And I've only ever launched it to import uh, free resources code from like Amazon or something. um, because I don't want to put the time into learning how to play it. Yeah.
1: I think a lot of people know who they are as far as their gaming preferences and what they like to do. But there's always this thing of like, but maybe I'm not that person. Maybe I could grow. Maybe I could change. Maybe I could do something else. Maybe I could try this game. And then you buy oh. it. You play for 20 minutes and you're like, I am that person. I'm fucking stupid. And then it sits uh-huh. in your library or it sits on your shelf for a very long time and then eventually uh, you sell it off or you give it to somebody or it just sits there forever. Um, mm-hmm. Because you tempted fate. This is the reason to get It's the reason to get physical copies. It's so if you give up, it can just be a thoughtful gift for someone That's else. That's true. Right? <laughs> You're like, I got this years ago, planning to give this to you. That's nice of you. Uh, Why I did was you holding... wait two years? Well... <laughs> I was holding
0: on for the right person, or if you've known this person for a while, you say for the right time. <laughs> it just, it's you it just, you just be vague like about a good it. Time
1: earlier, you mean during uh, COVID when I had tons of time to play <laughs> games, I was at home all the time. <laughs> I didn't, I, I didn't want to make presumptions about how desperate <laughs> you were, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like I, um, a perfect example of this for me is there was a game growing up that I think we got. It was like a two-part cd where or like the it's like a double jewel case so it had two games in it mm-hmm. one was christ i'm not gonna remember the name of that one oni okay it was some very old third person shooter pc like not great uh the other thing mm-hmm. was septara which looked kind of cool right the name. um and it was like an old polygonal rpg very janky I never got too far in it, but I just picked it up for the nostalgia, um, mm-hmm. and nostalgia does not outweigh how janky that is. And we, right. I refuse to go and learn that again. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, again, I spent money with the hopes of, oh yes, yeah, this, I'll definitely go back right. and play Zoom Beanies. Mm-hmm. I mean, I did actually complete it, two campaigns of Zoom Beanies, 108 minutes. What up? Um, yeah, that's a humble brag. Yeah. Should be in a humble bundle, honestly. Yeah. Like it's it's a cute right. nostalgic game. Um but like after you play through it once, there's not really a reason to play it again. Right. Unless your true goal is to move all of the zoom beanies. Mm. Yeah, it's it's definitely I think I think when
0: purchasing games it can kind of be a, a case of um it's very similar to like what is the what's the expression? It's like your eyes are bigger than your mouth is, or your mouth is bigger than your stomach is. Some bodily organ is larger than some other bodily organ, but it has to do with like the food looks good, so you get the food, you put it on your plate, and you're like, but I have a little baby stomach, I can eat two pea pods, and then I'm good. Mm-hmm. I've never had this problem personally, but I think other people have. Jake Jake um, has eaten all the pea pods. Yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think the. I just remember the, the like, helicopter, X-Fill Helicopters P-Quad in MGS5. Oh, yeah. I'm just like, even that thing, even that thing I ate. But, yeah. um, But I do that with games sometimes, too. I think I have more ambition until it c- comes time to actually launch it. And I was like, ah, let's play it safe.
1: Yeah. Um, I think another... But the other... Ooh. Oh, sorry, go ahead.
0: Your turn. I just said something.
1: I was going to say another big blocker that I've seen in other people and myself from time to time is game difficulty this is actually you can just hit a fucking wall and you're like ah I'll come back to it when I'm not pissed about it um Mm -hmm. and it can sometimes be a bit because you just now have that memory of something kicking your ass and you're like I don't want to like you want to play games that have fun so if your memory of going back to play the game is like oh I'm stuck at this one thing it keeps kicking my ass I'm not having fun getting my ass kicked, but I want to see more stuff past it. It can be uh, kind of counterintuitive there. Do you know what my go-to example for this is? It's kind of
0: an older game, um, but I've had multiple opportunities to try to beat it. I think once on the original console it came out on, and now I own it for some sort of virtual console on Steam, Um, but Comic Zone. Yup. Because that game is like, okay, I'm struggling a little bit at the beginning. All right, no, I started to get good. I understand it. I get the mechanics, whatever. And then you get a couple levels in, and it's just like, this is the part where we just consume the entirety of your Mm coin-based currency. I'm like, this is a virtual game. You don't have to. Literal cheat codes also don't help you, because I got to the point where I could do that. And it's like, oh, the part where the panels are burning, and like you have to outrun the fire or whatever. If you fall in a pit, you don't die because you're invulnerable, but you're still stuck. Yeah. <laughs> so it's pointless. Um, I freaking hate that. So that is game that's is comic zone
1: hard as me. shit. Even on the first level, like it's rough, but it definitely expects you mm-hmm. to be like frame perfect later. Yeah. Yeah, it's absolute pain. But I will say I will always so appreciate that, that game up. and Kid Chameleon because I played mm. them on Z's Nest way back, and they just had a cool vibe. I mean, Kid
0: Chameleon's an actual good game. I don't know if you could say the same for Comic Zone. It just has cool style. It has,
1: it has a cool opening. <laughs>
0: uh-huh. Oh, it's got an excellent opening. What was it? Is his name Sketch Turner? Was yeah. that
1: right? Yeah. It's the, it's the most comic <laughs> book
0: author, author name imaginable.
1: And he, he's also like very... 90s because he has like a sleeveless, mm. uh, jean jacket. He has I shades. Think he's Terry, he has like basically. a blonde ponytail. He's got biker gloves. He has a pet rat. Uh huh. Um, yeah. The rat was great. Yeah, the rat would uh great mechanics. go open things for you. So you have to like take pointless health damage of going through a, a fan blade. Hmm. It would find hidden mm-hmm. items like uh
0: in the comic, and then it would also like. Try to bite at enemies and stuff, and the enemies would actually like fight back. I felt every time. I felt bad every time the rat fell off the
1: screen. It's like, oh no, they killed. My <laughs> <rat."> <laughs> I'm a terrible rat owner. Oh, but um, but an example of that for me of the difficulty and needing to come mm-hmm. back a long time afterwards. It was weirdly psychonauts during okay. like the yeah. last fucking uh, platforming section before the final boss, it's the meat carnival in the. The meat circus. Um Mm -hmm. having to climb up all the stuff is like the water's rising. I don't know if I had a controller or keyboard and mouse or whatever I was doing, but it was impossible for me to jump off the the coiling mesh onto uh a high wire to then do something else. And I tried it so many times consecutively, and I just got so pissed, it's like, now we're done. And I didn't play the game for like another three years. Um I was like, why did I just ever stop playing this game? I love this game. And I got to the section uh-huh. I'm like, oh, now I remember. But I was able to complete uh, that at that just time, which was nice. Just like war flashbacks. Yes. <laughs> just, oh, all of it rushes back to at once.
0: Literally just the first level. Yeah. yeah, I think I think that's fair. That definitely falls under difficulty. We don't we talked about technical a little bit too, but sometimes there's a mix where like games are harder to play on modern systems because like Maybe the engine is tied to the frame rate or something like that. And unless you have like very specific emulation, the game's just legitimately really hard, <laughs> right? Um, I don't have great examples of that because I haven't played many games like that recently. And DOSBox has fixed so many problems, but that's another consideration, right? That's where technical and difficulty kind of intersect. Um, I think. Actually, I do have an example of that. Those the old XCOM games were like unplayable without configured emulation because they were attached to like the frame rate and every enemy would just take their turn instantly. <laughs> like you wouldn't see anything that happened. It would just become your turn and you'd look around and be like several of us are dead. <laughs> I guess they got shot probably or something. It's absurd, but it's crazy. Any game has ever done that. But. Yeah. Yeah, it was, a, it was a different time. It was a different time. Um, any other reasons you can think of? I think we've covered a lot of the big ones. Um, have you ever been peer pressured into or out of a game? More so into than out of. Do mm-hmm. um, you think of an example where it, it started, but then you didn't care... Didn't finish it because that would that would link it back up to our topic here with gaming inertia, right? Astroneer. <laughs> Astroneer. Oh, interesting.
1: People are like okay. Astroneer is so fun, it's so cool. I'm like, oh yeah, I'll play. People, mm-hmm. how do I do this thing? People are like, go watch the tutorial. I was like, okay, yeah. And then I my enjoyment from that moment on just quickly dropped off, and I'm like, I'm gonna refund this buy. Yeah. I think
0: that's fair i i kind of think that's fair on all sides because the tutorial for that game pretty much is mandatory and there's not really a better way to learn those things but it also is an like enjoyment interrupt to quit out of a game and go do a single player tutorial Mm -hmm. um which is kind of just i guess kind of poor game design on their part maybe they could have made some things more intuitive I was gonna volunteer Marlow Briggs or something like that for you though, where I just bought you like a garbage game and I was like, Dave, you have Ugh. to play this. Um What was the other one? Uh just Ninja or Shadow or something like that. It just had a three in it.
1: Oh, is this the one that like you tried to get uh myself and Dan to play?
0: I think that was correct, yeah. It's it was like you Shadow Dan Warrior three. That's what it was. It was Shadow Warrior, yeah.
1: I think we played it for like half an hour and then
0: That was about right. Yeah. I don't remember what happened
1: after that. <laughs> it just...
0: well, well well we didn't. <laughs> We're like, let's take a break and then no one ever <laughs> brought it up again. <laughs> um I think that fell into the uh this game wasn't actually that compelling scenario yeah, though.
1: Sometimes you wanna you wanna give something a try because you don't know. And maybe sometimes just because you are playing with friends it might just elevate the experience Uh enough to it doesn't matter if it's a shitty game or it's not that fun to play it's just Mm -hmm. fun to have interactions with people
0: i think i also bought it for you guys if i remember correctly it was like very inexpensive i think it was like 10 bucks or less um like the cost of one cheeseburger but like uh yeah, even I was like, "I'm, I'm fine if you guys leave this at 15 minutes played forever." <laughs> um, sometimes it's just the way it goes. I'm gonna
1: check my Shadow Warrior time if I can find out which year it was played I, in. Shadow Warrior Two, 2016, was... 55 minutes.
0: Okay, that was a lot more time than I thought we put into it. I also thought it was three, so <laughs> I was, I was wrong in many ways. Um, there have definitely been a couple games I got pulled into um, and then ultimately didn't really stick with it Um, The Rising I think is my example where it's actually just pretty much the same example you gave I joined and I was like it feels like I'm kind of already behind and everybody else has a pace set and I don't really know what my place is in this game so I dropped off and then I didn't come back to it even when, even though I'm kind of interested in it because of technical reasons and because like they don't tell you what the setting should be recommended for single player play for instance. There's so much stuff that's configurable and I'm like I don't want to set up a sandbox. Give me a difficulty yeah. setting, right? Like, So I'm there with you on that one.
1: No, it's, it's hard to know if you haven't jumped into it if it's going to yeah. match or not because sometimes you just gotta make the take the leap of faith jump into something and maybe be pleasantly surprised or maybe if it sucks you'll have like a funny story to share later i'm not saying do this all the mm-hmm. time uh in general stick with your gut but sometimes you need other people to right. kind of push you outside of your boundaries to realize you can actually expand your boundaries without it being painful I'm going to take that one as the,
0: as the life advice for the end of the episode. Um, and I'll avoid making some Assassin's Creed joke, which could, immediately came to mind when you're like leap, leap of Faith and I'm thinking about video games.
1: And Landon Hay.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think it was, I, I will make the It's not even a joke. It's a reference. Uh, they had an homage to that in Witcher 2, where you can see like a white robed assassin who has died after jumping into a hay bale, but there was like a rock uh. <laughs> in the hay <haybell>. bale. <laughs> There's just a corpse there. <laughs> I think Geralt remarks something about it. Why would you ever
1: jump into it? <laughs> it wasn't <hay> even <laughs> like... Uh
0: huh. Like this is absurd. I also saw like a recent clip for this is entirely off topic at this point, but Assassin's Creed Two, I think, like SEO, mm-hmm. um, where. the person was doing a leap of faith, but they came close to, like, an outcropping uh, or, like, a board or something like that you can normally climb on. And he just straight-up grabs it. He's dropping, like, terminal (laughs) velocity and just grabs this board with his hands, full stop. And it's just, like, Ezio's
1: grip strength or something like that was the title. It was was excellent. Gotta love those games for that. Oh. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, I have one more for difficulty. Sure,
0: yeah. Ended A game that,
1: that I was having an okay time with, but it just got progressively harder, and I stopped caring about the nuance mechanics. Um, mm. Honey Pop Two Double Date. Mm,
0: that's fair. Yeah. I can't really comment on that, but I'll take your word for it. <laughs> um. Yeah. I mean, that that actually I can comment on that. That's the nature of like Connect Three games and things like that. They they need to increase. The difficulty, or make it harder to achieve success to keep you invested in it, right? Yeah, I just... And I'm not a big fan of games where it's like infinite difficulty scaling, right? Like, failure is presupposed. It must happen. So...
1: Maybe it was
0: presupposed. That's That's why it was.
1: (laughs) Maybe that level was unbeatable.
0: Maybe. I don't know. But... If you guys in the audience have advice for upping our honey pop gameplay, you can send that in to soapstone podcast at gmail.com. Prima strategy guide, anything like that, any help we can get. Um, or you can join the honeypop fan base on Facebook at facebook.com/slash
1: soapstone podcast. And as always, we'll see you in the next one. Be sure to get your multiplier up before we start going for points.